but to see Jesus face to face and to thank him for what he's done for me. Hey, that's all. That's all to me, and I hope it's all to you this evening. That's right. And we'll all be in tune. <laughs> That's right. That's good to be with you this evening always. I never want to take it for granted when I have an opportunity to stand behind God's sacred desk and open up His holy word and to preach to His people. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I hope that I can get this out the way that God has shown me and given it to me and at at moments that God has given it to me in the car as um, I think about the text and I think about um, different things with the scripture here I hope that I can give you a little insight as to what God has given to me so I I desire your prayers this evening and I hope that this will be a help to you I hope that it will encourage you I hope that it will make you think I hope that it will challenge you in your walk with God. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. It seems lately, and uh, as I preach, that um, I'll preach about, uh, or preach from the same book multiple times in a row here lately, and it's not always like that for me, but I preached quite a few messages on David a while back, and it seems that... Um, my heart is aligned now with Moses in a lot of ways. We've preached quite a few messages uh, from Moses' life, but this evening, uh, even though we may be reading about some accounts that Moses was involved in, some accounts that um, Moses had written down, um, and Moses is not the main point that we'll be making this evening and it's not even necessarily about the life of Moses, but some things that we find as we read throughout the book of Exodus. So, uh, Exodus chapter 3, uh, we'll start reading in verse 10. Here a couple pages turning, we'll give you just a moment. Verse 10 says, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, and thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. 
And this is my memorial unto all generations. Pray for me and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. God, you moved this morning. God, but this is a new hour. We need a touch from above. God, we need an unction. God, to preach your word the way you'd have it to be preached. God, Lord, we pray that you would focus our mind, that you got our tongue. God, Lord, that we'd say everything that you want us to say and say nothing that you don't want us to say. God, Lord, we pray that you'd use us now. God, as a tool in your hand at this moment. God, Lord, that you might preach through me to your people. God, if I'm going to be doing on the preaching God Lord I might as well step aside now because I'm not able to do anything with the holy word God Lord but I pray that you help us God oh we need your help now God we need a touch from above we need a fresh anointing Lord oh Lord we, God help us we pray God Lord that we might be able to be used of you right now Lord we love you and appreciate you for all that you've done for us in Jesus name we do pray amen so as I Read throughout the book of Exodus, there seemed to be something that just kept occurring to me as I was reading the scripture. There was a particular word that I kept running across and it seemed that it just kept getting larger and larger as I went throughout the book. Um, So uh, this evening I want to preach for a little while with the help of God um, on what will be remembered. What will be remembered I understand that we're breaking in the middle of a paragraph here and we find that Moses is at the burning bush and God is beginning to commission him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. But understand something, that as we come down to verse 15, just the last couple words there, God speaking of himself, speaking of his name, says this about himself, and this is my memorial unto all generations. This is my memorial I'll tell you what a memorial is. I looked it up. I didn't want to get the definition wrong. A memorial is that which preserves the memory of something. Anything that serves to keep in memory. A monument is a memorial of a deceased person or of an event. The Lord's Supper is a memorial of the death and sufferings of Christ. You can find that in Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And just to kind of simplify things a little bit, I believe God gave me this definition because I'll be honest with you, English is not my favorite subject Um, but a memorial notable markers that jog our memory to a certain event that's DRS and those are my initials if you didn't know but what will be remembered every Christian should have some memorials you should have some memorials I should have some memorials so I wonder do we have any do we have any memorials of Satan Do we have anything that jogs the memory to a certain place, to a certain time, to a certain event? Hey, and I'm not talking about maybe when you got your driver's license, this, that, or the other, when you killed that first big buck. No, I'm talking about some serious, some spiritual memorials. Do we have any this evening? You see, these memorials are not just for us. Oh, but they're to help the next generation. All them that were standing up here just a little bit ago, it's to help them. It's to help me. It's to help you when you stand up and testify about the memorials in your life that God has given to you. It'll help your brethren. It'll help your family. Hey, I'll tell you, if we would get a hold of the memorials, I believe we'd be better off. We've lost so much of the meanings of different things in our culture today, in this country, in our personal lives. We don't regard things the same way 
way that we did in times past. You can see a flag flying and hear the national anthem and there'll be so many people just pay it no attention. 9-11 can come around and people will pay it no attention. You see, we've lost the importance of our memorials and I don't think we're too far off to say that the church, that Christian people have lost the importance of our memorials as well. We need some memorials. So I wonder what will be remembered when it comes to my walk with Christ. What will be remembered? When it comes to my service to God, what will be remembered? I hope that nobody at my funeral stands and says, what a preacher, what a message he preached, this, that, or the other. Oh no, but all of us should want somebody to be able to stand up at the end of our life and say, what a God. Say, oh my, hey, did you see the God that they served? Did you see him move in their life? Did you see that they knew how to get a hold of God? That they were able to pray and God heard them. We need some memorials. You need them. I need them. We need to pass them on. There's some things that need to be remembered. I'll tell you as I'm getting started, as I was studying this, Brother Morgan, I was thinking back to different memorials in my life, different things that I could recall of when God moved. i tell you, I remember when I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe 10 years old, I remember there were like 15 people living in my house at one time. We had one bathroom. i tell you, you have to get up early if you're gonna shower up in the morning. Hey, but I'm thankful that God hears and answers prayers, Brother Morgan. We didn't have a vehicle big enough to haul all of us. So I, I I remember there's a specific spot out at my mom's that I got down on the ground and I began to ask God to provide something. And the next thing I know, I don't know how long time frame I prayed. I don't know how many weeks, how many days it was, but I remember my uncle, he was here last week, Uncle Robbie came home from the hospital. That's where he worked at the time. And he told my mom, he said, there at the hospital, there's a van and they don't have any need for it and they'll just give it to you. Hey, I'll tell you, there's some memorials in our life. I'll tell you, there's somebody that I worked with for a while he was telling me of a memorial in his life his daughter's birthday was getting ready to come up and he said every time every year about this time I recall I remember what God did for us then right before she was born they were having some complications and they couldn't go too far to the left on the spectrum they couldn't go too far to the right and I think they had to go to the doctor every week and every single time they went they were right there in that frame that they needed to be in and he recalls that as a memorial to God answering prayers. Hey, there are so many things. This spot right here, y'all have heard me say it time and time again and I'll continue to say it as long as God lets me. Brandy and I got down here, we kneeled, we cried, we prayed to God to help us. Hey, there's two little girls sitting back there that are memorials to me. Hey, this place is a memorial to me. There was a song that um, Sister Lauren was singing and I, hey, every time I hear that song, I can't help but thank of the time that God did something right here. I don't know that God answered that prayer right here on the spot, but I do know that when I got up, there was peace like never before. Hey, that God did something. Hey, and I should not forget those moments because they're important. You shouldn't forget those moments in your life. I don't know what they are for you, but I can promise you this. If you'll think hard enough, you'll find some memorials in your life if you've been born again. So in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 15, we find that there's a memorial to his person. A memorial of his person speaking of God. A memorial of who he is. 
The names of God should not just be a memorial for what we have read from the Bible, what we have heard of others, but who he is to us. It's not just enough that he's pastor's God or Morgan's God or this one's or mommy's God or daddy's God. Hey, he needs to be our God. We need to have some memorials in our life that speak to the person of God, that speak to who he is. You know, uh, Brother Jimmy, when it says, I am that I am, you know what he's saying? He's saying that I am self-existence. I, I need nobody to allow me to exist. I need no authority from anybody else, hey, but that I'm God all by myself and I've done all this hey, and that I I still am. I've not lost an inch of power. I've not done anything outside the way. Hey, but I'm still the same. Hey, thank God that he's self-existent. It doesn't only just speak of his self-existence. He goes on to say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Hey, he's speaking of him being historically the God of his people. Uh, Sister Amber got up and testified this morning speaking of uh, my great-grandmother Mary and of the things that are still happening because of her walk with God. Hey, I'll tell you something, but it's not just good enough that it would be her God, but he needs to be my God. But because of that, there's a lineage in our family of people who serve God. And I don't know how far it goes back. She's as far as I can remember back. But the prayers that have been answered because of her, the things that people have stood up and testified, or things that they've heard from her, or things that she had taught them. Hey, it is important that we have a memorial of his person. We need a memorial of his person. You see, the children of Israel have been in Egypt some time now, going on at 400 year mark, and their relationship with God had began to decay because they were in and among the world. And I understand why they were there and these different things, but understand when you spend so much time in and among the world, it will cause your relationship with God to begin to decay, which is why it's so much more important that you have some memorials of his person so that when you when you have to go to work and you have have to spend time out in the world that you can recall who God is to you. Who is he to you? I, I wonder this scene, if we all just maybe just stood up and would say we're not going to do this, but we all might just stand up and say who God is to us. Why is he that to us? Hey, a time in our lives that speaks to the person of God. You know, we need to learn the names of God. We need to know him better. You see, certain people call me DK. Certain people call me Cody. Certain people call me Dakota. Certain people like Brandy, only Brandy, call me Honey. So understand something. What you call me depends on how well you know me. If you call me Cody, either you go to this church or you knew me when I was little and I was like growing up because that's what everybody, all my siblings pretty much call me Cody. Uh, one of my sisters call, calls me Cody Bear. That was a nickname when I was little. But understand something. The names of God that you know speak directly to how well you know God. Hey, if you know that God is our shield and our buckler and our high tower, it speaks to how well you know God. If you know God is that I am that I am, it speaks to how well you know God. Hey, yeah, our youth group understands something. The more you begin to know God, the more that you begin to know the names of God and learn what they mean and look for them in your life to see when God has been this and God has been that to you, hey, it'll grow your roots deeper. It'll keep you stronger in the faith. Understand something. We need to know some of the names of God. One of my favorites is Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord will provide. We read that over back in the book of Genesis and we find that God provided himself a lamb for a sacrifice. 
We find that God is Jehovah Jireh with Abraham and Isaac. We find that God is I am that I am here with Moses uh, by the burning bush. We find a couple chapters later in the book of Exodus that God is Jehovah Nisi, meaning the Lord is my banner. Or other words, it's a rallying point that people of God might come together and they might just be able to say, hey, it may look bleak now, it may look dark, hey, but we're going to keep marching on for God because He is our banner, He is our cause, He is the one that we're serving. Understand, we need to know the names of God. We need a memorial of His person. You know, when we become more intimate with God, we'll love Him more intensely. He'll begin to take on new meaning to us. It'll give us more of a reason to praise and to worship God when we know Him better. But oftentimes we can't praise God in dark situations because we don't know God well enough. You look over in the book of, or not the book of, but chapter 12. Chapter 12 and verse 14, this is speaking of the Passover here. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by the ordinance forever. This day shall be a memorial unto you. This day, understand, we not only need a memorial of his person, but we need a memorial of his Passover. This is a feast instituted by God prior to the Israelites exiting out of Egypt. And each family, we understand what it was, each family was to take a clean, a spotless, unblemished, perfect lamb. And they were supposed to do certain things with it. And they were supposed to take the blood and apply it to the doorpost and to the lintel and all these things. And because of that, because the blood had been applied, if you were in Inside and you were the firstborn of that family you would be spared because of the shed blood understand that we may not have to go out and kill a lamb and apply it to our homes on the outside but understand that we should have a personal Passover in our life that we can look back to and say it's a memorial to us when God saved our ever dying soul and God came our way and God said that because of the blood that Jesus Christ shed at Calvary you can be passed over you can be forgiven of your sins we need a memorial memorial of his Passover. I understand you may not remember every single detail about the day that you got saved or the evening you got saved. You may not remember exactly where you were at or whatever, but you need to have a place. You need to know that you know as a time, a place in time that you got right with God. We need a memorial of his Passover. Do you recall the time that God allowed you to pass from death to life. Do you recall the time hey, that it wasn't anything that you had done, but it was because of the finished work of Jesus Christ? It's all because of Him. If we've been gloriously born again, hey, we have a memorial of Passover. We have a personal Passover in our life because God has done something for us because God has spared us from His wrath, from His judgment. Understand, I don't want to stand under the wrath and the judgment of God, but I don't have to because of the blood that's been shed. We need a memorial of his Passover. We need a memorial of his precepts. Book of Exodus chapter 13. Read a couple verses here. And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And it shall be for a sign unto thee 
upon thy hand and for a memorial between thine eyes that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. We need a memorial of his precepts. In other words, we need a memorial of his law. Oh, how do we find that? We need to know it. We need to know it. Now understand, I understand that we are not um, Israelites. I understand that we're not Jewish. And we don't have to wear certain things on our clothing to help remind us of the law of God. But understand something, we need to know it. We need to put some scripture to memory. We need to be able to hold some things in our heart. And we need to... We need to know his word. Understand it just goes back to a memorial of his person. If we know, if we want to know God better, we've got to know what God has said better. We need to learn every day. I like what Brother Kenny Baldwin said. Somebody said something about Facebook this morning. And I think Kenny Baldwin is pretty much spot on. He said we need to quit spending so much time on Facebook and get our face in the book. Understand that we need to spend some time with God to find out what God likes and what God doesn't like. We need to spend some time with God and find out what God says is all right and what God says don't do that. Understand. But if we do not have a memorial of it, how will we know? And if we do know at one time, understand, it's great when we have wonderful services and you hear good preaching and you, you think, man, that's great. This is life changing and all that. But sooner rather than later, it's fleeting from your mind. Don't let this morning be something that just goes from memory. Allow this, allow this morning, allow the service that we had to be a memorial in your life to see the mighty works of God. Don't allow it just to slip by. We need a memorial of His precepts. We need to commit some of, some of His word to memory. I used to have a better memory. It's not terrible at the moment, but I, the longer... That we're doing this parenting thing, it, it seems to just be going and going and going. But we need to learn His Word. And when we learn His Word, we need to learn to cherish His Word. And then when we cherish His Word, we need to learn to apply His Word. You see, it's not enough for us just to read our Bible. Reading your Bible is good. I'm not telling you not to do it. But I'm telling you, read it, meditate it. Use it. Yes. Read it. Meditate. Use it. So important. I think we miss it a lot of times. You see, when we begin to take in the Word of God, when we begin to allow the Word to wash us, so to speak, we will either let the Word change us or we'll quit reading the Word. You can't continually shine light into a place that wants no business with light. It doesn't work that way. But we need a memorial of his precepts. Throughout the week, how do you recall God? Amen. Tuesday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, how do you recall God? I know people get busy. I get busy all the time at work and these different things. But I want to strive to be better this year. That I might remember him more. That I might put into practice some of the things that I've heard pastor preach. You say, well, preacher, you ought not say that you've not been using what preacher preached. You ain't been using it either. It's a struggle. I tell you, I preached a message. I don't even know when it was. I I preached a message and I said, uh, talking about the storm on the Sea of Galilee. And the disciples say, what manner of man is this? 
And I made the statement while I was preaching, and it was true then. It's true now, but I've not done. I've not held up my end of the deal. I said, I want to know what manner of man this is. But I've not always, not every day I've not woke up with that on my mind and say, well, I've got to spend time with him if I'm going to know what manner of man this is. Understand, you have said things in your life that you want to do for God and different things, but soon they just sleep us. Soon they're just passing away. It's a good thought, but I'll tell you something. We need to have more than a couple good thoughts. We need to put some things into practice. We need to have some memorials that will keep us honest. Not only a memorial of his precepts, but we need a memorial of his provision. You look in the book of Exodus chapter 16. We're not going to get out of the book of Exodus. and I keep saying that like we are. But Exodus chapter 16. You look at verse 32 here. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commandeth. Fill an omer of it to be... Um, Fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. I know it doesn't say the word memorial there, but that's what it is. They are taking something and setting it aside that it might be a memorial. And if you don't know this chapter, let me give you a little brief explanation. The children of Israel, as they often did, and as we often do, I used to be bad always about looking at how awful they were as they were wandering in the wilderness. Why are you doing this? Say, God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. But when I look at my life, oftentimes I begin to complain and say, God, why'd you bring me from this place to this place that I might die here? That's what the children of Israel are doing. They're complaining about water. They're complaining about food. They're complaining about their living situations and everything else. They just like to complain. And sometimes, if you'll just be honest, we like to complain too. But understand something, what God tells Moses, is te- he tells them every day they can get up and they can gather as much as they need, they can gather as much as they want to eat, and they called it manna, which is uh, translated as what is it, because they didn't really know what it was, but it tasted pretty good. Uh, you can read the description in the Bible, it was sweet, a little wafer cookies or something like that. I heard a preacher say that it was a Krispy Kreme donut, or something along those long lines, but it was a sweet thing from God. They gave them what they needed. It was a provision when they were in the wilderness that God was going to take care of them. How many times in your life has God done something that's been a provision for you? You may not have seen it the way that God was going to do it, but God come right at the right time with the right supplies in the right situation and did for you what nobody else could because he is one that provides for us. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. It's not the Lord might provide or the Lord... Uh, maybe if he's feeling like it, this, that, or the other, brother, but he will provide. We need a memorial of his provision. Understand something. This is something that I don't remember when I recalled this or when I read this, but we often talk about the manna. Nothing wrong with talking about the manna. Don't get me wrong. The sweet things of God are needed, they're necessary. But oftentimes we forget the sustaining things of God. Understand that manna wasn't the only thing that was provided for them. There was quail that was provided for them. 
Now, don't ask me what it tastes like. If you ask somebody, they'll probably tell you it tastes like chicken. (laughs) But there are times in our life that we need a sweet thing from God. When we're in a hard place and it just seems like nobody cares about us and nobody loves us, we need a sweet thing from God. And the sweet things from God are great, they're wonderful, they're what we need in those certain times. But there's other times in our life, Pastor, that when we've just, it just seems that we've just come face flat and the rubber has met the road and there's just no rubber left, so to speak. And we need a sustaining thing from God. We need something from God that'll help us go the extra mile. We need something from God that'll maybe just put a pep in our steps so to speak and help us serve him another day it might be that we need something from God that will help us serve him another hour I don't know in your life there's times in my life that it just seems that nobody cares about me and I'm struggling with everything coming and going and I just need something from God that will sustain me a little while we need some sustaining things from God we need the sweet things too but we need a memorial of his provision Not only a memorial of his provision, but we need a memorial of his protection. Chapter 17, verse 8. Verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go out, fight with Amalek to... Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hands Israel that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. And Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the uh, one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. For he said, because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. We need a memorial of his protection. I'll go ahead and tell you there have been times in my life that I should have been in a car accident and if it not be for the hand of God that I would have been. There have been times in my life that I look back on different things happening and things should have happened completely different. But because of God's protecting hand on me, things didn't work out that way. And I'm thankful for that. I don't want to look back and just be, I don't want to forget get these things that God has done for me I don't want to be ungrateful for them but we need to have a memorial of his protection Amen. we need to look back and see when God and the memorial of his protection may be not giving you what you're praying for right. Right. understand that God doesn't do things the way we think he should his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts understand something a memorial of his protection here in the book of Exodus Joshua and the army are down in the valley and they're fighting and Moses is up on the hill and he's holding up the rod of God in his hands and he's getting tired and he begins to let his hands down and Amalek begins to uh, prevail and they begin to do all these different things and Aaron and her are up there with him they say here Moses how about you have a seat and we'll hold your arms up for you we'll help you out a little bit a little bit of intercessory prayer here for the man of God understand 
understand. We need to do the same thing for our man of God here at this church. Understand something though. As Moses is doing this, God is saying, write this down for a memorial. Make sure you do not forget it. He says, he goes as far to say, write it down and rehearse it, Brother Jimmy. Rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Hey, I think sometimes it do us good to rehearse some of the memorials in our life that God has done, the times that God has moved, the times that God has done the impossible. Hey, it would do us some good if we'd rehearse them, if we'd put them to memory. I know somebody that God had healed from cancer a couple different times, if memory serves me uh, correct here. And I'd been in, I was in church with her a couple times after, or um, right before her last bout of cancer, so to speak. And she stood up and she said, I told God if he'd heal me, that I'd testify every chance I got about what God has done for me. Now, eventually, she passed away and she's with Jesus now. But understand, there are things in our life that have been mountains. There's things in our life that have been giants. And at the time, we're like, God, if you get me out of this, or this, that, or the other, or maybe you didn't make that type of promise to God, but it's just a big thing that God has done for you and you seem to forgot about it. Why don't we just take some time to thank God for the memorials in our life and begin to write them down, to begin to rehearse them. I'll tell you this, I have plans uh, to do this for Archip, mine and Brandy's children, to do this. I want to do a couple things for them so that they might know what God has done in our lives. I think every Christian can recall wonderful works of God in their life. But I wonder, are they memorials? Understand, just because it's a wonderful work doesn't mean it's a memorial to you. When it comes to our memorials and our walk with Christ, we should do some things that we may hold them dear to us and live closer to Him than ever before. I believe we should do these three things. I believe we should record the memorial to write or enter in a book for the purpose of preserving authentic or correct evidence. I think we should rehearse the memorial to narrate or recount events. And then I think we should render the memorial. Well, you mean render the memorial. I mean this. Tell somebody else about it. To give the memorial. We find that Moses is told to write it in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Moses is sharing that memorial with Joshua. We need some of our youth to go to some of our seasoned saints in this church and say, I need you to tell me of a time when God has done something miraculous for you. I need, to t- I need you to tell me of a time that you have a memorial in your life. And we need some saints to go to our youth and say, I want to share with you. It looked like there was no way that this would happen. It, it, the month was so long and the uh, paycheck was so short and everything was crashing down around me. But every single time in my life when God has said that he's coming through for 
for me. I've taken it to the bank and he's been there. He showed up right on time a couple summers ago. I took a job I probably had no business taking. I didn't hardly work all summer. I was just absolutely, un- I was unhappy with it. They told me I worked like 60 hours a week, which was fine during the summer. And they told me you get paid like $40 an hour. So I said, sign me up. Next thing I know, I'm working like 12 hours a week and I'm not getting much work at all. And time and time again, I come to the altar and ask God to help me make my bills and pay this and pay that. And I'm not telling you that I just come one time and I just gave it to God and I'm super Christian, this, that, or the other. No, I picked that burden up time and time again, but I brought it back to God time and time again. And every single time, I never missed a bill. I was never late. I got to do all the things that I needed to do and a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Hey, because God provided for me and I don't want to forget the memorials in my life. And I don't want you to forget the ones in your life. The memorials that we have in this church, don't forget them. The memorials of people being healed miraculously, don't forget them. Maybe write them in a book. And when I tell you that I'm serious about this, the the ones that pertain to our daughters and maybe even some others, I want to write down somewhere so they might have them, so they might know, so it might be correct, authentic evidence that God answers when God says he's going to, that God does the miraculous, that God is worth serving. We need some memorials so that we would not forget. Brother John comes to the piano. I wonder, do you have any memorials? Say, God's done this for me. God's done that for me. That's great. Wonderful. But are they memorials? Are they things that jog your memory to a specific event? I tell you, I know revival's right around the corner and I've already touched on it a little bit, but the Friday night of revival is the night, I mean, it just, it, it, things did not go quote unquote as planned and that's all right. But Brother Tyler Hudson was here and Brother Caleb had already preached and Brother Dale, the pastor had called him up and basically told him to do as God sees fit. And Brother Dale told Sister Lauren to keep playing. Just keep playing. And different people he asked to come up and to testify about the grace of God. And then he asked Brother Tyler to come up and preach. And I, 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 I'm serious. I don't know how many times Brandy and I came to this altar. Seven, ten times, I don't know. Five to seven, I think. But God did something. And I've not got over I've not got over I don't want to get over I don't want to get over my salvation I tell you Brandy the day she told me she was pregnant I thought she was lying to me because it seemed like it had been such a battle such a struggle we were both home that day and she tells me run out to Kroger and get some cereal we don't hardly ever eat cereal so I'm like what's going on this that and the other I come home she tells me God's answered our prayer I tell you, it was March 26, about nine months later, or however long, here comes two little girls. I'm sitting there beside her. Brandy's sick as can be, laying on a C-section table, and they pull out Raya, and she's crying and uh, for a little bit. Then Brandy gets concerned because she quits, but she's fine. You can hear her back there now. 
pull out Remy, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just thinking of all the different things that had happened to get us to that moment. There are other songs too, but that night at Revival was something different. We listened to certain songs, we prayed, we fasted, all these different things to see God move, and He did more to double what I thought He would do. Uh, But I'm telling you, we need some memorials that we may serve God better. Pastor Craig had said our theme for this year was, what does God expect of me? In 2023, I'll tell you, sometimes it's just right down hard to serve God. But I find that it's easier when I can recall other times when it was hard and God showed up in a mighty way. That's why you need memorials. That's why you should share some memorials. But as Brother John begins to play, circling the airport, we're getting ready to plan this plane. I wonder... Do you need to do business with God? I know that's not really a message to lost people, but I'll tell you this. You say, I don't really know about these memorials and things. Not sure about them. If you don't have a memorial of personal Passover in your life, a time when God came by your way and saved your dying soul, saved you from hell, right now is a good opportunity for you to come to this altar. Come get right with God. But if you're saved and there's times in your life that God has done the impossible, maybe you want to come thank Him. Maybe you want to come and just ask Him to show you the memorials of your life that you might serve Him better.